Hello, welcome to the fourth, fifth, fifth, fifth episode of Nostalgia Cops. My name is Lynn. I'm one of your co-hosts. My name is Evan. I'm your other co-host. And this month we are doing Kim Possible. Yes. Very excited. Yes, me too. I'm excited for this one. This should be fun. So, you never really watched Kim Possible. No, right? no. So Kim Possible was one of those shows that kind of came out in like the heyday of the Disney Channel when right. um, like in the early to early 2000s because yeah, mm-hmm. this ran from 02 to 07. So yeah, this came out in like the early heydays of the 2000s. Right. I wasn't really watching Disney Channel at that time. That mm-hmm. w- My sister was always more of the Disney person in mm-hmm. our family. She she watched a lot of the Disney shows when we were younger. I was more so the Nickelodeon kid. I watched a lot of the cartoons and stuff like that. So, gotcha. so that was never really what I watched. So okay. this kind of is a gap in my in my nostalgia memory. So, so it quickly explain to me mm-hmm. the synopsis of Kim Possible. Based on my memory or based on Based on your memory. Don't look at anything. Uh okay. So so Kim Possible, uh she was this high school girl okay uh who moonlighted as a who moonlighted as a spy Mm -hmm. um she had a friend named uh wade right wade yes wade was sort of her sidekick basically um in all of these things but he was like a real clumsy dude he couldn't he wasn't really like that great of a sidekick i think you're thinking of ron I'm Ron. Yeah, Ron. Po- Ron Stoppable, right? Ron Stoppable, Kim Possible, and then there was Wade. A Wade. Wade was the tech guy. He's the tech. Dude. Wade was the tech dude who yes. did all. Th- okay, so I I was there. I was close. You were. You I was were. Close. You got the wrong sidekick. Yes. I would argue. But Wade was sort of like their was sort of their tech guy, their yeah. geeky geek dude. Mm-hmm. And there was also a naked mole rat. Uh, Rufus. I, dang it! I was gonna I was gonna guess it, but you. you oh, beat, I'm sorry. You beat me to it. That's okay. What else? Anything else you remember with the I show? I didn't know. I mean, I, I kind of like the basic characters, like those you know characters. The, you know the characters. But other it. than that, like storylines and things like that, I have no idea. Okay. So what, right. what's your what's your memories of Kim Possible? Your like <laughs> recollections and what you remember about it? Um, I actually remember quite a few okay. memories with Kim Possible. So with Kim, um, like a lot of her adventures and stuff, um they all kind of orbit around Shigo and Dragon, which were like the two um, villains for her. Okay. You will get an occasional other villain, but those are the two that always come back into play somehow. Okay. I remember El Guapo Taco, which is the taco place they would eat at all the okay. time. I remember Ron and Rufus liked nachos. Mm-hmm. Rufus could practically talk. Yeah. I I, um, I remember, I remember that being a thing where yes. it was like he was, he was very vocal, very like animated, but right. he couldn't actually speak English. No, but like he was like almost human to a fault in a sense. Right. You know what I yeah. mean? Um, I, I remember how Kim became a spy. She like, I think. So there was an inciting incident that led to. Somewhat. So like basically Kim, Kim knew Wade from before mm-hmm. and um, as like for fun or something, Wade made Kim a website called kimpossible.com. Okay. But what Wade and Kim didn't know was that um, there was a spy agency that's name sounded a lot like Kim Possible's name. Mm-hmm. So people were sending her missions to do these things. And she was like, oh, okay. Oh, and that's kind of okay. how she fell into it. So she's not, 
She's not like with a spy agency. She's like she's just like an independent. She's contractor. an independent contractor spy. Yeah, like, that's like, like a, the she's best basically way. like a mercenary spy. Basically, but without like the killing and the murder and all. Right, that. right, right. Um, so that's I do remember that. Okay. Um, I don't remember her trying to really keep her spy life a secret. Like no mm-hmm. one really talks about her being a spy, but I don't think she keeps it a secret because she also has like like her phone. Mm-hmm. It's not a phone. Mm-hmm. It's like a super techie phone. Okay. And she brings it out in public. And if I was a spy and I had a super techie phone, mm-hmm. I wouldn't bring that out in public. Right. Which she does all the time. So I remember that. Okay. Um, And then I, I only remember high school. I don't think they moved her on to college. So it was high school. Yes, it was high school. Okay. Um, And, and that's about it. I mean, she had like her, um, her, her rival in high school. But, mm-hmm. like, I don't remember her as much as I remember Dragon and Shigo. Okay. Those are the two that I remember the most. Yeah. Um, when I was little, I thought that I thought Dragon and Shigo were actually a couple. Mm-hmm. And then I, at one point I thought, well, maybe they're, like, the antici- antithesis of um, Kim and Ron. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. My, that's, like, me theorizing, though. Yeah. Um, but I do have, like, a little blurb written up. Okay. And I also have the Wikipedia page up as well if we want to reference anything or sure. find anything. So. So, um, Kim Possible is an American animated television uh, series created by Bob Shuley and Mark McCorkle. Um, and it originally aired in Disney Channel from 2002 to 2007. So, only five years. Just sort of, my, I felt like it was on for longer. They probably did reruns for a really long time. Yeah. I think it only amounted to like four seasons. Uh, yeah, that's what I see here. Four seasons, 87 episodes. Yeah. Which wow, that's at, a short amount of time. Exactly. And at first I was like, well, that's not a lot of episodes. Mm-hmm. And then thinking back, that's still like, what, 20 odd episodes. Yeah, it's still like 22 episodes a season. Right. So it was still a pretty surmountable uh, show. Mm-hmm. Um, so Schooley and McCorkle were actually recruited by Disney. Disney came to them and was like, hey, we want a show that can accommodate for both older and younger audiences. Okay. So it was it was originally developed as a show to appeal to both audiences. Yes. So Disney hired these guys and they're like, you can do whatever you want, but it needs to appeal to both older and younger. Okay. And they were like, okay. Um, so the writers picked a female lead because the, of the scarcity of female um, leads at the time. Mm-hmm. That was the big thing. Um, and some of the high school scenes were actual experiences that the two had had in high school. Oh, okay. So I thought that was interesting because I don't think you see that mm-hmm. a lot. I think I think um, with the shows that we've watched where, you know, the characters were in high school and it took place in high school, like Totally Spies, for example, mm-hmm. that was less so what the creator experienced and more so what can I exaggerate? Yeah, what's, what's sort of this stereotypical high school thing that we can we can make and we can do yes um yeah so um that was one thing um Mm -hmm. so the other thing is that um they they kind of pulled in a lot of genres with this so they say that it combs in with high school scenes um and action also has adventure and drama has romance and comedy so it appeals to boys and girls of Mm -hmm. all ages yeah um, and then it also parody, it also tries to parody James Bond franchises, spy and superhero, superhero films and s- sitcoms. So they were doing a lot with this mm-hmm. like, yeah. out the gate. They were like, let's get all this shit together, put it in a pretty little basket, tie a bow on it and send it out. Call it Kim Possible. Yeah. And the interesting thing is in looking at the credits of, uh, and McCorkle, Shul- um, Bob Shuley, he was, uh, he was a producer, 
um, for the Penguins of Madagascar and Monsters vs. Aliens after doing Kim Possible. Mm-hmm. So that kind of that kind of leads me to believe like the kind of stuff he was working on. He also wrote screenplays for films like Aladdin, The Return of Jafar, Aladdin and the King of Thieves, The Lion King 2, Buzz Lightyear of Star Command, Sky High, and Hotel for Dogs. So he had already had like a pre-established, you know, relationship with Disney. And, right. ba- and a film like Sky High, too, that's actually an interesting thing. Because both Shuli and McCorkle wrote that movie right um, during the tenure of Kim Possible, which actually I remember watching Sky High and I actually thinking that's that was a pretty funny movie. So yeah, that that's one of the more favored ones, believe it or not. Yeah, one of like the like the early two thousands Disney movies that people did, didn't all necessarily hate. Yes, um, no, I especially liked the live like the live action ones, right? Because it was a live action one, which yeah. um, they tend to be hit or miss. Yeah. Um. So this is also a very fast paced show. Mm-hmm. So a lot of cutscenes, a lot of like first they're in school, then they're on a mission type mm-hmm. of thing. Like there's not a lot of gray matter. Yeah. Um, but that's because this is like a 22 minute show. Yeah, that's so. that's one of the things. It's like sometimes with 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 animated shows, you get a lot of the. Sometimes they linger too long on a certain scene, and it feels like it's running way too long. Well, I feel like that's more of the style now. Yeah. Is is you know what's funny and what and what makes a good joke is that long awkward silence, kind of like what you find in like say Family Guy. Mm-hmm. That has really kind of trickled down, and that's in like every animated show. Whereas mm-hmm. I feel like in the '90s that was not a thing. It was like fast pace, fast pace, fast mm-hmm. pace. We need this to move along. We yeah. need to tell a story, and we need to keep it engaging. Yeah. I mean, you look at stuff like like Rocco's Modern Life. Yes. It was that very fast paced, crazy humor. Right. Like SpongeBob is a mm -hmm. great example. It's one of those things where they have to fit two 11 minute stories into a 22 minute episode. Right. And they just, you know, are barreling through the story and just the characters are moving at a thousand miles a minute. And it's right. And especially to accommodate for Kim Possible, since they had to accommodate for not only younger audiences, but older, Mm -hmm. you have to try and keep your older audience engaged now. Exactly. Um, Which is harder because it's easier for an older audience to pull out all of the flaws to point at the holes and be like yeah. what's going on here why doesn't this make sense yeah I, I can only imagine it must have been a tough thing for the writers to have to right. create to create the show with both the older audience in mind and the younger audience because you have to tap into two different parts of your psyche when you're writing a show like that right, because right, right. you need to you need to pull from things that you know the children would understand and you know write dialogue that would be you know digestible for a younger audience but also try to pepper in some things that the adults can watch and be like mm-hmm. huh okay i see what you're going for here so I, that's that that i can only imagine what the writers room must have been like i'd love to be a fly on the wall there to kind of see what they were what they were throwing up at the time and what uh-huh. they were kind of pulling together because that that'd be yeah. a really interesting thing to know absolutely absolutely no i totally agree mm-hmm. um so i thought that was i think that's like a good background story so here is the synopsis that was on i believe this was on wikipedia mm-hmm. so for this is what i had um the series focuses on kim possible a high school cheerleader in middleton wisconsin who is an international spy outside of school aided by her best friend slash sidekick uh, ron stoppable and and 10-year-old computer... Oh, yeah, that's another thing. Wade is 10. Really? Wade is 10. I believe that, like, Ron and Kim are supposed to be between, like, like basically, like, 15 and 18. Because at, at the end of the series, okay. the last thing that ties uh, Kim Possible together is the movie. Um, okay. Which I believe is their senior prom. Okay. And Kim and Ron end up together. That's, okay. like, the big ending to that. So, yeah, Wade is 10. 
Um, Team Possible's constantly saving the world from evil plans of Dr. Draken and Shigo while trying to balance out their daily teenage lives. Now, I do remember there being other villains. Could I tell you their names? Mm -hmm. Could I tell you what happened to them? No. No, but I can tell you about Draken and Shigo and kind of like their their dealio Mm -hmm. um, a little bit. Like Shigo is kind of like this supernatural. I mean, they're both supernatural looking. That's Mm -hmm. definitely for sure. Um, But Shigo actually like has like powers like she can create like green fire okay with her hands oh okay now that i see the picture of the of the characters here i recognize yeah yeah. and draken's like a doctor like an evil genius sort of deal dr dr draken kind of reminds me of oh god uh freakazoid yes remind very i get that i get freakazoid vibes from the way he looks like Mm -hmm. his face and his hair you remember Freakazoid from, I do. from the late 90s? Yes. That's like pulling like a really rare reference. Exactly. But that that's also what he's kind of like trying to resemble. Remember, mm-hmm. they're trying to make fun of the of the super spies and the super villains and all mm-hmm. of that. So that's where they're pulling it from. And, and she goes kind of like... So like Draken's like stupid, but he's also mm-hmm. like an evil genius. Yeah. And, and she goes kind of like the voice of reason when it comes to being evil mm-hmm. um, with like these weird, fiery, green, fiery hands. Mm-hmm. I, I never understood her powers or how she got them. I don't mm-hmm. remember that part. Yeah. Um, but I do remember that the two are always together. Yeah. Dr. Draken voiced by John DiMaggio. Yes. One of my favorite voice actors of yes. all time. I do remember John DiMaggio. And then uh, Shigo was voiced by Nicole Sullivan. Yes. Nicole Sullivan from what well, most well known from Mad TV, probably mm-hmm. also well known from King of Queens as well. She had a she had mm-hmm. a very prominent guest role on that show. But yes. very interesting voice talent on this show. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tom Kane voiced the character Monkey Fist. Oh yeah. Monkey I, Fist. I remember Monkey Fist. Uh, that name is familiar. Mm-hmm. Um Duff Killigan, that name is... Oh, and Senor, Senor, Senior, and Junior, mm-hmm. voiced by Ricardo Montalban and uh, Earl Bowen. Mm-hmm. I remember those characters. Now that I'm like seeing the names and seeing, you, like, it's probably and seeing back the pictures bit. of these characters, now I'm recognizing a lot of this. And then like with Ron and um, Kim, with Christy Carlson Romano and... Mm-hmm. I, uh, Will Friedel. Will Friedel, there we go. Will Friedel. Um, I mean, those two at the time... Those those two actors at the time were so big that even children could recognize the voices. Mm-hmm. So um, I think the cast is actually fantastic. Rufus was cast. voiced by Nancy Cartwright. Yes. <laughs> Bart Simpson played yes. a naked mole rat on yes. this show. Isn't that so interesting? That's interesting. Mm-hmm. And then Wade was voiced by Taj Maori. Another like Taj Maori. Taj Maori. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was the other one. I forgot about. I forgot that Taj did that. Her but... dad was voiced by Gary Cole. Yes. Okay. Um, wow. I believe. I believe Taj Maori with him, um, Wade was actually one of his first Disney things. Okay. Because I mean, his sisters Tina and Tamara. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Did I say Tina? Yeah, it's t- yeah Tia and Tamara. Tia, my bad. Sorry, yeah. Tia. Love you, girl. <laughs> Live your life. Was si- sister sister? That wasn't on Disney Channel, was it? Yes, it was. It was. Okay. Sister sister. Yeah, they were huge Disney stars with sister sister, and then they uh-huh. also did a bunch of films. Uh-huh. They did Twitches. They did yeah a lot of like parent trappy sort of ones yeah um but they they had a huge role in in disney for a long time i believe yeah. twitches was the last thing they did mm-hmm. and then they were like all right we done and now they're living their best lives with gorgeous children and gorgeous husbands and yeah because being wonderful human beings because before he did before he did kim possible he had a bunch of smart guy was the show yeah that Taj smart did. guy was the yeah. Um, um, he was also on... He started young compared was, to his sisters. He was on three episodes of Sister, Sister. Yes. Um, he was on Full House as Teddy. 
That was his first. Oh. That, okay, now that I remember. That his, makes sense. That now. was his like first biggest big role. Um, but yeah, I think he started much younger than Tia and Tamara. Uh, yeah, because his career started in '91. Sister Sister was on from '94 to '99, so he was actually on television before the twins were. Yeah, mm-hmm. which is actually kind of funny to think about. Mm-hmm. But uh, I gotta put Sister Sister on the list now. <laughs> Sister Sister is a great show, though. I would watch that every day. I remember watching some of it. It's good. It's it's really good. Um, Apparently, I there's a revival in the works, according to Wikipedia. That'd be cool. Like like, just don't make it like Fuller House. Make it better. Yeah. And like looking through, uh, apparently the possible family members. It just there's some very interesting voice talent here. Debbie Reynolds voiced Nana Possible. Brian Posehn voiced uh, their cousin Larry. Uh, Tara Strong uh, voiced uh, cousin Joss Possible. Mm-hmm. Man, there's a lot of like really solid voice talent in this show. It's it's almost as if it was a bunch of friends that knew each other and was like, "Let me see if I can get Tara that's, in the studio today." That's what it seems you know? like. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's just um, the the cast is so good and it, it's mm-hmm. just I don't know. I love the cast in this. Um, B D Wong was in this B. D. show. B D Wong was in the show. As Will Do. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay, that's a funny name. Yes. So, um, well, that's the thing with with the show is like with Kim all. Anyone who was in the possible family, uh-huh. they all have to end in M for okay. impossible. Okay. That's the thing with Got it. with that show is that it's all very like mm-hmm. cleverly done Yeah, in a sense. Um, but this is a great show. I hope that you enjoy it. Um, I, I enjoy the animation in this. Mm-hmm. I enjoy um, the voice acting in this. So I would really love it if you liked it. Yeah. And I, I hope I hope we can look at this in a critical way. Because my, my biggest concern is that I'm going to watch this and it's going to be like Dexter again. Yeah. Where it's I, like, oh, God, this sucks. I mean, the the thing for me that's going to be the that's going to be the deciding factor is how much because, like I said, I don't remember much about this. But what mm-hmm. I'm what I want to see is how much they actually lean into um, making it more of more of a show that both adults and kids can enjoy. If it's right. a lot of dumb humor that doesn't land then i'm not gonna like it if it's if it's smart humor that is actually like good writing and well that actually plays off of like tropes of like spy films and things like that that we've come to know and enjoy then i think it's going to be more of an entertaining watch but i think it all depends on really you know the strength of the writing and how well that holds up over time you know well i also think that's what comes into play with us is that if we can watch it and enjoy it then it it has it has done what it was supposed to do. Exactly. Which is accommodate for both young and old. Yeah, and hold that cultural relevance. Right. So I, I just hope that it's good because I remember the show being fantastic. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm excited to check it out. You know, and yeah. uh, you know, as a 24-year-old going on 25, it's, you know, it's it's. You won't be 25 in like two weeks. I know. It's crazy. Yeah, we're recording this near the end of September. So it's in a crazy. few weeks, I'll be 25. I'll hit my silver You're anniversary. You're mid-20s. Yeah, I hit my silver anniversary of life. You ain't no kid no more. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> I haven't been a kid for a while. That's but, true. But watching these shows definitely brings me back to my childhood. So I'm I'm excited to see how this fares. Good. We had a good episode last month with Hey Arnold, so I'm hoping we can oh, keep that hey we can keep that so train great. rolling. I know. know. I hope this is a good pick. I hope so too. Um anyway, uh without without going on any much longer cuz now we're just like I can't wait to start. Yeah. How about we um cut to break and we get a head start on watching some Kim Possible. Sounds good to me. All right, Let's sounds do good. It. basic average girl and i'm here to save the world you can't stop me because i'm impossible 
and welcome back we just finished watching four episodes of kim possible evan what was your uh what's like your first initial thought of kim possible uh first initial thought i think would have to be confusion okay um i mean i did think it was i did think it was enjoyable um i didn't think it was terrible Mm. but i didn't like love it I didn't mm-hmm. super enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm like in the middle on it. it it's weird because we talked a lot in the first half about um, this being a show that was supposed to be for both kids and adults, mm. but I didn't really see that. Right. Um, it and, could, and it could be a, it could be a symptom of, you know, small sample size of what we watched. Right. But also, I don't I don't know if it would be any different. Um. Yeah. So. That was my main takeaway too, was that I know that this was supposed to be kind of focused between like an older audience and a younger audience. Um, my, my initial thought was that maybe this was supposed to be like the gap between like seven year olds and like 15 year olds, Mm -hmm. you know, that was supposed to be like the area in which, um, you know, the, the viewers were ranging from, but I don't know, like if I was a teenager and watching this i don't i don't know if i would enjoy it so much if i was watching it with new eyes yeah um and i think you're right i think a big portion of it was that like the sample size that we watched was not big mm-hmm. and we watched the last like out of the four that we watched the last two episodes of the entire season mm-hmm. is what we landed on and i think from a standpoint, I can see how they are considered one of the best in the series, mm-hmm. but I also can see why in our eyes it's like, uh, we probably shouldn't have watched this because it kind of threw a lot of lore at you that like I didn't understand yeah, all t- that well. It, yeah, it definitely was. Um, it was very, very heavy on bringing back older characters or bringing back, you know, older jokes and or even things. like older lore that like yeah. i didn't even remember and we'll get into that because i did like quickly google search a couple of things mm-hmm. um so let's just first start off with let's go back in chronological order yeah actually i i realized when i'm looking at the wikipedia page the season numbers are wrong uh based on what amazon has right so amazon says that there's eight seasons there's only four there's only four so the first episode we watched was season three episode two which was called Emotion Sickness. No. Oh, we didn't watch that one first? No. Mind Games. Mind Games. Season 1, Episode 8. Ah. That's the first one we watched. That is correct. I'm sorry. <laughs> that was uh, Emotion Sickness was the second one we watched. Yes. Because yes, uh, yes. we, we try to do it in chronological order yes. from like seasons mm-hmm. and stuff. So this Thank you one, for correcting me. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> this one was basically Freaky Friday. Yes, it was. Um, everyone changes bodies. Mm-hmm. Kim and Ron change bodies and see how hard it is to be one another. Yeah. That's like really the gist of it. We don't need to go too much into detail with that. Yeah. Um, m- my first my first thought with this mm-hmm. entire series, though, 
was as soon as I heard the theme song, I was like, this is a bop. That theme song is, st- it's, oh it still is a bop. God. It's so good. It, I yeah. love it. I love that theme song. Christina um, Milian, when she was still relevant, I'd say. I, do you think, do you think this was like the peak of her relevance or the beginning of it? Uh, it was sort of in like the heyday of her relevance, I'd say. You would say? say? Yeah, early, early stages of her relevance. Because this was what, 02, 03 that it started? Uh, yes, I think. Started, yeah, 02, I think. Um, 02, 03, yeah, was the, was the initial start. But that, that theme is a, a, bom- a, a bop. And it, I love it's it. A bo- it is the bomb and a bop. Yes, it is the bombest bop. I also said that Ron is you, in a sense. Me? Really? Yeah. How so? I think his traits were really similar. I don't remember what that was relating to, but that was, I have, Ron is Evan. Okay. Um, <laughs> I don't know if it was because the blonde hair or what. Okay. Um, I will say, I don't dress like Ron. No, thank God. And you're not as loud as him. Yeah. Ron is constantly screaming. Yeah. Constantly. Yeah. I'm not. And, and I'm, I mean, I'm kind of clumsy, but I'm not as clumsy not as, as he is. I don't know what that was related to. Maybe, yeah. maybe the fact that he plays a lot of video games and eats a lot of tacos. I don't eat tacos. I mean, I like tacos, but I don't eat them as much but as he like does. But like you like tacos. I would never You're you're not you're not the one that goes to First, oh, that's another thing. They constantly talk about nacos. Yes. What is a naco? Well, I can tell you what a naco is. Did you is. look it up? Well, no. Uh luckily, our friend Binging with Babish released an episode today all about the naco. Wait, really? Yes, I if you're if you're following the Nostalgia Cops Twitter page, I actually posted a link to that video this afternoon. We're recording this on Tuesday, October second. So yes, uh, binging with Babish just released a video today all about the Nako. You can see that I don't pay attention to our Twitter page, but I will be sure to put that on the so, Instagram page, which yes. is what I run. So basically, what a Nako is is it's basically nachos mm-hmm. put inside a tortilla shell. That's all it is. So it's just a lot of tortilla. Yeah. It's chip on chip on chip on a chip, basically. Would you eat that? Would you eat the nachos? No. No. I mean, if it had meat on top, yes. The way Babish made it, it was just straight cheese. It was just chips and cheese, chips and cheese. There's got to be a more like, I don't know. Like, there's got to be a more a palatable better, version of it. Yeah. There's got to yeah. be a better way of he, making that. There's got to be a better way. All right. <laughs> All right, then. Moving on. Um, so so what I, I, I a couple notes I have mm. was just uh, Kim complaining for seemingly no reason. She's like, oh, I got spice stuff and I have to cheerlead. Wah. She was just compl- did she complain a lot? Well, no, she complained. It seemed like she complained in this episode because um, like because I didn't see it as necessarily complaining as more as she is aware of how many people rely on her. Mm-hmm. I saw that more as reliability and less so of when I'm busy. Okay. But that's just me. And that's the way I've always seen Kim. I always thought Kim was very headstrong. She didn't mm-hmm. complain about what was on her plate. She just kind of took it and went with yeah. the roles. That's it just could be that I've, I was, it could be that I was misunderstanding. That's how I've always taken it personally mm-hmm. as with her is like, she can handle, that's the whole thing. She's a girl that can handle anything. That's mm-hmm. how I've always Mm-hmm. taken on but now, maybe that's just my view. no now that you put it that way i think i misinterpreted yeah so. that's that's just how i felt um the one thing i also mentioned is that uh does rufus just live in ron's pocket yes um that is a bit inhumane yes very inhumane R- rufus also eats nacos with 
with yeah. Tom, with Tom, Tom, with Ron. Who's Tom? I'm fucking up my names tonight, guys. <laughs> um, and the other note I have is that this show is very fast paced. Well, that was the whole thing with them is that they had to figure out how to jam pack all of these ideas into 22 minutes. Into 22 minutes. I mean, I read I read to you what the genre of this is, and then they were basically like, oh, "Well, it's kind of John. It's kind of uh, drama, kind of." drama kind of uh i said drama twice kind mm-hmm. of action kind of drama we're parroting we're par- parroting a lot of things mm-hmm. spy so, films action um, films things sitcoms like that. i think part of it too yeah so a lot of it is fast-paced because they're trying to jam-pack so much and in, into one 22 minute episode and do they do it well i would toss that up in the air i don't know uh you know i would say i would say it depends on what they're working with i just Drop my phone. Sorry. It's okay. I would say it depends on the subject matter they're working with. If they, I think with an episode like graduation at the end, I think it worked, but it was still very messy. I thought it was messy because you had a lot of nothing in the first episode and everything in the second Having episode. Having to cram all of it. Yeah. And then a bunch of it was what the fuck is going on, yeah. especially to us who, mm-hmm. like, I don't remember that much about. Yeah. Kim Possible to recollect a lot of that. Yeah. Um, and, and just as a side note, too, uh, we, we used a similar method this time to pull the episodes that we were going to watch. Uh, we went to the site Ranker, which has a list of the top voted on uh, episodes of Kim Possible by audience members. Yes. And I posted um, our list. I posted the episodes on our Instagram. So mm-hmm. go take a look if you want to see what we watch. But we're also going to talk about them here. Yeah. Um, uh, some other notes I have from this episode was that when Ron was in the... Uh, was in the cheerleading outfit, or he was in the cheerleading uh, competition as Kim. Also, the weird thing is, with well, free- Kim was Ron as Kim, Kim. was Ron as yeah. <laughs> the the one the one thing that's weird when you Freaky Friday, does mm-hmm. is your voice supposed to turn? Yes, into- that, that was, was a, my question too. Like, why why is Ron's voice in Kim's body and Kim's voice in Ron's body? That what? doesn't make sense to like, me. Like their vocal cords didn't switch. No, that's not a thing. That's not a thing. I agree, and I think the only reason why they did that was so that it made sense. It was it was simple for the audience to the audience, and also kind of like to the voice actors in a sense. Mm-hmm. But I think that's why they did it is because I think with an animated show that's a bit harder to do mm-hmm. if you don't switch the voices because I'm sure there has there's been I think there was an example of this in like Jimmy Neutron actually mm-hmm. um, and and in that case because I think it was Jimmy who was the blonde girl in Jimmy Neutron oh god I forget her name Cindy Cindy I think probably I think yeah. Cindy and Jimmy switch places and Jimmy Neutron and the same thing their voices switch with them and I think it's just so the audience can keep track yeah and especially when you're tailoring a show to a younger audience they right may, who like, they don't they don't get the reference to an idea right. like the Freaky Friday and thing. they might not be paying attention the whole time exactly you know short attention span kind of thing right 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 um I also mentioned that um, her Kim's parents do not find any of this weird that they switched bodies. Yeah, and I don't know, I don't know if it's because they're very aware of of what happened. Like, if, I don't know if it's that they told, like Kim tells them everything, mm-hmm. or if it's just like they're oblivious. I never know with them. I never know if it's because they know everything or they know nothing. Yeah, you know what I mean. I I never really quite got her parents and whether or not they were just so in tune with their daughter or if it was just, you know, that stupid adult it's, syndrome. It seems like they know something. I feel like because, they know everything. Yes. But at the same time, I don't know if that's it. Mm-hmm. And I th- yeah. it's, it's kind of confusing. I never know if they want to play the dumb parent role or if it's just, yeah, we know what she's doing. It's it's what it is. It mm-hmm. makes her look good kind of thing. Like, I don't know what it is personally. Yeah, exactly. Um. 
one of my notes was that um i love shigo and if i was a villain i would want to be shigo it's very interesting to hear nicole sullivan playing that character yes. she's very she's very good in the role she brings a lot of that like sarcastic flippant attitude that right. like works very well with the character and is a great contrast to draken right who's very much a bumbling idiot right, right, right. who wants to take over the world and doesn't know how yeah but she goes just like i'll do the legwork i yeah. guess um I think she goes. I think she goes. One of my favorite characters. Yeah, I, I'm very. I really do like the the interactions between Shigo and Draken. And Draken, I, I, I agree. Think, I think they're a much better pairing than Kim and Ron in some senses. I agree. I think they're a better pair. Um, I don't agree with the shipping of the two. Yeah, there I was a lot weird. of there was a lot of understated. Well, not necessarily understated, but a lot of sexual tension that was like played up between those characters. I felt like, especially especially in the graduation episode that we'll get to later, mm. they very much hinted at it a lot. And I think mm-hmm. they also hinted at it in um, emotion sickness, the second episode we talked about. Yeah, I I just I don't know. I didn't I didn't quite like that, but I think that's just like me as a fan being mm-hmm. like eh, I don't see them as a. Thing. Yeah. Um, another thing that I wrote, um, and this is not going to really make sense, but it'll make sense to you. So re- remember the dude that Draken switched the body with? Oh, yeah. It was the, um, it was like the scientist it, or whatever. It was the guard. Yeah, the guard. Of, so yeah. like Draken needs like this world ending machine and this guy is guarding it. So Draken mm-hmm. switches bodies with the guard. So he can sneak in and get the machine. And- right. And then he basically tells Shigo, um, hey, um, lock him up in a crate and we'll deal with him later. Mm-hmm. And so my favorite part of this was my mama always taught me to be polite to a lady, except when she locks me in a crate. And I went, was that a specific lesson? How exactly <laughs> did you learn that? Like what happened to you in which did your mom lock you in the crate? Like what? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when was your mom like, okay, beat the shit out of him? Like, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that's just me. I thought that was kind of like a yeah. weird um, one thing. of one of my notes in here is one of my favorite exclamations from the entire episode when somebody just yelled out "Can of corn." Yes, I have that. That Who, was Ron. Ron in Kim's body. Yeah, and something happened. Oh, I can't remember this now. Yeah. It was something like, it was something with Kim. Someone said something and he went, can of corn. And we couldn't figure out if that was good or bad. Yeah, we were trying to figure out if it was a good exclamation or a bad exclamation. Right, right, right. And the episode ended with... um, with uh, the, the puppet thing? The puppet thing and also with the with the world-ending machine self-destructing and Draken not getting his way, mm-hmm. which basically seems like it's a through line of the series where, Dra- where Draken yeah. just fails at everything he tries to do. And a note that I made later on is why is Draken never put in jail for his crimes? Yeah, exactly. Like at the at the we'll get to something at the end of the series that I noticed which I thought was very strange that they but Draken yeah he just seems to ha- suffer he no consequences for any of his actions it. and i don't get it i personally don't get why you know there's no necess- like there's criminal aspects in this show but there's no criminal justice aspects and that's weird to me mm-hmm. um so the next one is episode 2 which is emotion sickness and this one basically there's like this little gadget that like it what is it called like the modulator the modulator which i thought was a great name I thought the mood. I think the modulator is a great name. I thought that was. I th- I thought that was a very um, like you know savvy way of putting it. Mm-hmm. Um, and the modulator basically, you wear this like little dot, and you can change someone's mood with a remote. Yep. And this modulator gets stuck on Kim and Shigo in an altercation, and no one knows about it. And 
the remote gets tossed around and they get a bunch of uh, emotions changes and um i didn't quite like this episode um mm. i thought it was a, like I, I was kind of on the fence about it i think this type of a episode would not work in today's world no because there was a lot of like it really... was it was very much like she's moody yeah i'm scared of her because she's moody it was all focused on females being moody mm-hmm. and i didn't quite agree with that i don't think that's a good way especially to put the two strongest characters in the entire show, you're going to put them in that light. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't quite agree with that. Cause I personally, that's who Kim and Shigo are. They're the ones that, you know, they put their emotions aside, they get mm-hmm. shit done and, yeah. and they don't ask questions. And of course you're going to put them in that light of, Oh, let's make them cry. Let's make them get angry. And of course they're both women. Too. And, and yes, that's the point is that they're both women and that they're moody. And it's yeah. like, yeah, but those are also your strongest characters. Why would you do that? So I didn't, I was on the fence. I, I tried to kind of put myself back into like that era, mm-hmm. you know, of let's look at this less as feminism and more as just a silly show. Mm-hmm. So I, that was just my first point is like, I really don't think this episode would fly yeah. nowadays, but this is the first time you see um, Kim and Ron and Chigo and Draken be a thing. Yeah. The, so. the the sexual tension was palpable between both sets of characters. Right. And this was in season three, so it's it's important to mark that um the first the first movie I don't know if it was, it was the first or the second movie, but A Sitch in Time, I think, was during season two. Okay, so maybe maybe it was the second movie, because I think A Sitch in Time is the second movie, right? Uh Sitch in Time I think was the first movie. Fuck it. One of the movies came out. Um, between season three and four. Okay, yeah. So this is the beginning of season three. So yes. we would have Sitch in Time would have been the first. So the second one came out between season three and four. Uh huh. And that sparked the relationship between Kim and Ron because we go into season four and they're already a couple. Okay. So that's yeah. important to note too is that this is kind of leading up to what will eventually be Kim and Ron being a thing. Mm-hmm. Um. I'm trying to find. Um, yeah, I, I, the, the oh, Kim's pants are too big. This I bothers know, I, me I so made much. I noticed that too. I mean, like she's wearing pants that are at least three sizes too big without a belt on. Right, right, right. And they always make fun of Ron. Yeah, for his pants. For falling his pants down. falling down. It's like why? Why isn't Kim's pants falling down? Yeah. So that annoyed the shit out I, of me. I made a note of that <laughs> during um, that too. <laughs> Raven, Raven Simone's in this episode, Which Monique. I, I had no idea she was in this series at all. I forgot. Um, I had no idea the amount of voice talent that was in this show yes. after even watching it too. I think this is one of her first like VA. She didn't do a lot of VA. And you can kind of tell she's not like the best at this. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was just her doing her normal it was voice. Just, it was just Raven being Raven basically. Yeah. But I don't mind it. I love I love when I see Raven Simone and things. She was one of my favorite like Disney people. Mm-hmm. So seeing her in this... Um, it wasn't necessarily a bad experience, but you can tell that like she's mm-hmm. not. She was just reading off of a script. She wasn't yeah. putting anything into it. The way that like Christy Carlson Romano was, or mm-hmm. or anyone, because I think Christy was like for her age. I think she's like Raven's age. For her age, mm-hmm. she's very good. Mm-hmm. She's like a very talented person. She was in yeah. everything in Disney, like yeah. everything, shows, movies. Yep. Oh my god, she did yeah. everything. It was crazy. The one the the one note I have about this episode, the one weird thing I remember was um near the end of the episode when ron went to prom with kim and ron's or kim's parents were having the discussion with ron about like you know don't break up with our daughter and they mentioned this like, wasn't prom 
Or wait, it was. It was, was a. It was a like a dance or like something? a parade. Oh wait, was it? It was a parade. Oh. They were like there were floats everywhere. Oh wait, yeah, that's right. It, it was, was like a, I think they called it a festival. Yeah. Oh, it was the Middleton Days. It was Middleton Days. Middleton Days. That's yep. what it was. I forget. But yeah, he mentioned like if you break up with my daughter, you know, you know what'll happen. Deep space probe. And I thought to myself, why are you gonna anally probe the dude who breaks up with your daughter? Why would you do that? And then I realized, oh wait, deep space probe is different than that kind of probe. I don't know. That's where my mind went too. But I wrote on. like I, I my note literally says. Um, did they just say they would probe his ass if he broke up with Kim? <laughs> um, also, another running theme, uh, characters, multiple characters in some episodes and even in some scenes voiced by John DiMaggio. I've noticed that. I noticed that mm. multiple times throughout these episodes. Yeah, he, he's pretty prevalent he's in this one. He's pretty prevalent. Yeah. Um, I, like, other than uh, the, my note about this having, like, a bad message and mm. Kim's pants, I don't have much. The only other thing I'll say is that... They may, like, these episodes may start out with some stakes in them, like major stakes. They never seem to fully, it, like... It fizzes out. It really does. Like it, 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 It's like... The endings, in my opinion, are very childish, right? Like, yeah. they, they try to... They try to implement, like, um, very serious undertones, mm-hmm. but they fizz it out. And well, like and it, I think that's why... I'm sorry, I don't, I don't mean to interrupt, but no, it's I, okay. I, I think that's why this show very much caters to a younger audience heading towards the end of it is because Mm -hmm. they didn't know how to end it Mm -hmm. with a mix between young and old. Well, like even at the end of um, emotion sickness, it's, it's literally the old like nineties cartoon trope of uh, two characters running off into the distance, one chasing after the other yelling at them as they're like the mounded Hills that they're running, Mm -hmm. running down the road. And, yeah, I even realized like this ending makes no sense. It yeah, doesn't it, it doesn't tie up the the story. No, like, it really doesn't. And I I think that pissed me off the yeah, most. Yeah, because she goes still angry and Draken is just running away from her and right. we don't have any conclusion as to why he why she's still affected and Kim's not. And that's what pissed me off cuz I think I made that note too. I was like why is Kim still affected but Shigo isn't? Like what happened to Kim uh-huh. that made it overload yeah is it because she recognized ron that was never the case she never not recognized him yeah you know like so that's what kind of confused me is like you you really just went i don't know how to end this we're gonna do it this way and no one's gonna notice and it's like that's not the case if you're trying to cater this to an older audience they are going to notice Hmm. when your stories don't line up and and it's gonna turn them off and i think that's why this towards the end was less about old older and, and younger audiences and more about the younger audience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so wow, we're moving fast through this yeah. shit. <laughs> I, I, I think, I think it's simply because we're kind of, we just kind of, I don't know. I think we both have the same. We opinion. both have mixed feelings about it. Yeah. Um, so season four episode, this was episodes like 23, 21 and 22. Yeah. 21 and 22 of season four. Yes. If you're going by Amazon, it's season eight, um, episodes 10 and 11. I don't know why it's broken up. It's so broken much. up into multiple volumes. I feel like per season, like oh, maybe. two volumes per se- I guess. Maybe I they know. break it up by volumes based on like what you buy on Amazon. I, I don't know. I don't know. It's weird. Um, or I guess they do it just so you have to pay more. Maybe. <laughs> it's so stupid. Yeah. It's really dumb. Um, So season, or I'm sorry. Um, the first episode, Graduation Part 1, opens up with Ron just talking about his pants for two minutes. Yeah. Um, which like, is weird. What, the whole question was, should he wear pants under his graduation gown? And it's like, 
Yeah. Yes. Of course. That that shit is so sheer. I don't I don't know if you remember that, but like my graduation gown was blue. Mm-hmm. Um and we were instructed don't wear anything other than blue or people mm-hmm. are going to see through it. Yeah. And it's true, people wore like different color like dark stuff and you saw everything. Well, and and like the thing too. They also like later I th- I think it was later on the episode when they're getting dressed in their gowns. They made it seem like the gowns are like super tight. They're not. Yeah, and they're not. They're, they're like giant. Five sizes too big. Yeah, I think I think every because like it's a one size fits all. Typically, yeah. Um, and I remember the biggest dude in our class was fine in it, mm-hmm. which he was like a six X. Like, yeah. <laughs> like what the heck? Yeah. Um. So like I don't know. I thought that was weird. Mm-hmm. Um. So, so basically, it was so form fitting. Why did Kim look so good in a fucking graduation, graduation gown. gown? That's yeah. stupid. I look like shit. I look yeah. like a tent. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> the I, I think so. The basic plot line of this episode was that um, Kim and Ron are getting ready for graduation. Um, Ron doesn't necessarily want to. Ron isn't necessarily ready for graduation because he doesn't want. Him and Kim's relationship to end. Yeah, so he was ready in the beginning, and then he had he he apparently has a second job working at a fucking pet store. Where also the principal of the school works. Which that makes sense to me. Because yeah, principal. Because like he doesn't make a lot of money. School staff in general doesn't make a lot of money. I don't know about principals per se, but like yeah. I know the school staff school staff in general doesn't make enough money. Yeah. Um. But why does Ron have a second job? Are you telling me that being a fucking international spy doesn't? pay well one thing one thing i will mention too um they were walking through an airport at one point and wade was like oh i got you guys first class tickets how did you hack the airline system to get tickets or did you actually pay for first class tickets yeah how could if you did how do you afford that because how do you get paid we never see if they get paid for their jobs and i feel like they should like the un should pay them well they they show the un in this world at the end of part two right so like how did like that that's always been my question is do they get paid for this and if so how much fucking bank do they make because a it's not like they live on their own they mm-hmm. live with their family that pays for everything for them which apparently their family's rich because they have a giant house well and- yeah the dad's a the dad's a scientist and the mom is a doctor yeah. so yeah that's like supposed to be known as like yeah super loaded mm-hmm. um i don't know what rom's i think ron's family they're like accountants or something mm-hmm. um but yeah, so I've always wondered that. Like, do they get paid for this? And if, like, so that's that was confusing. I was like, why is he working in a pet shop? He's a fucking international spy. You you tell me you can't get a job with the UN or some bullshit. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, Ron's working at his job, and the principal there is his boss, and the principal goes, like, uh, the center will soon unfold. Yeah. You know, like, this this was the best time of your life. Now comes all the shitty parts. And, yeah. and then Ron goes, oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, no. Um, and he starts freaking out, yeah. and he doesn't want Kim's him and Kim's relationship to end and all of that. Yeah. Um, the, and then the sub story to this is also, you know, uh, Kim's, I guess, old foe Warhawk and war manga come to earth and yeah. like want to destroy the earth on graduation day. They like take Kim and Draken hostage and are going to just destroy the world. Yeah. And revenge is so the sitch. Yeah. Um, so this is my other problem with this is that because it's the last episodes, mm. They jam pack every every bit of knowledge about Kim Possible in the last episode, just to remind people mm-hmm. one last time of all of these characters and all of their backstories. So there was a lot of shit that I had to look up last minute and be like, "What the fuck is this?" Yeah. So like um, Ron with the sensei. That I didn't look up. 
But like Shigo being a hero, I looked that up. Okay. Um, I looked up their relationship, like Ron and Kim's relationship. I looked that up. Uh-huh. There were there were um, characters that I remembered, but don't remember how they play in. So like, uh-huh. um, you know, the handsome Spanish dude that goes out with uh, Kim's bully. I don't. What was like, his name Senor Senor? Something like that. Like I yeah. remember him, but I don't remember him. What about the um, the uh, what's his name? Duff Killigan. What about that? That Irish he was. Group? He was another another villain, villain that um, like eventually just was like cool with them because no, they were fighting a common enemy or something. So like I don't think they were ever cool, but well, Duff Killigan, his whole thing was that he's Scottish and he likes to golf and yeah, like. Because the end of because like during the episode when like um, War Manga and War and uh, whatever the other guy's name is, when they are like showing up on Earth and leaving symbols, they seem to just be all chummy and buddy buddy because they're now like, oh, we're trying to figure out the common enemy, blah 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 blah. Well, blah. I think that was the whole deal was like the enemy of my enemy is my friend, mm-hmm. and I think again they were just trying to incorporate the most um, the most popular and important villains, and I think yeah. that was obviously Shigo and Dragon, mm-hmm. Duff Killigan, and then. What were they named? Warhog and War uh War Manga and War Manga and, and uh, Warhog. War manga and Warhawk. Yeah. So, oh I said hog. Yeah. Hawk. Yeah. Um so You're thinking you're thinking uh Overwatch almost, Warthog. Or are you thinking Halo more so? I don't know. I don't know either. <laughs> I was just saying <laughs> I'm it kinda I like, it was right. I'm like kinda over this show already. <laughs> we um, just finished watching it. Yeah, I know. But yeah, and Uncle Slim. I don't remember Uncle Slim. Yeah, I don't. Um, um, I don't remember her nana if she ever. She like, does appear a couple times. I don't remember her. Uh-huh. Um, Uncle Slim, who's also voiced by Gary Cole. Yes. Um, also, the twin brothers. I, one note I had throughout the entire series, I didn't realize they were like super geniuses yeah, or anything like they're that. They're supposed to be like super geniuses. And, and yeah. also, they're running around the house with electronics that have no plugs in them. How do they power them on? Because literally, because they're super geniuses. Because they literally just pick up the screen. They pick up like a computer screen or like an AIO all it's, in one. It's just a monitor. Yeah, it's just a monitor. Yeah. And like I don't understand how did how does it get power? There's no plugs from the radio. <laughs> yes. I don't know. I don't know. Um. No, I agree. Um. I never understood. Like, I get like that the twin brothers are supposed to be menaces, but like. Mm-hmm. First of all, they do a lot of weird shit. Second of all, why do they get away with all this weird yeah. shit? Because um, again, the parents just seem to not care. They were like, "Oh, they don't. They're they they do not mean any harm. They're harmless. Yeah. Science isn't in for the kitchen. Bring it up to your room." And it's like, "That's my shit. You're telling them to go away with my shit. That's mine." Yeah, I'd be mad if I was her. Yeah. Um. So basically, then the rest of the episode is that uh, Kim and Kim Ron. Yeah. Because now and now I don't have a lot of notes, but Kim Ron, Shigo, and Draken team up to defeat Warmanga and uh, Warhawk. Uh, they end up. Because in the beginning of the episode, it's noted that Draken comes up with this like device that creates these like flowers. It's supposed to be like evil flowers. Evil flowers, but they end up being like sentient flowers that can be like controlled. Yeah, like they're not necessarily evil. Yeah, like they're just flowers that he can control. Yeah, um, and he ends up having just a fucking daisy head for the rest of the, um, like two episodes. Yeah. Um, which was kind of funny. I thought that was cute yeah. personally. Um, but yeah, other than that, I, I don't remember much. Yeah. The ending basically involves, it was, it was Greece. It was Greece. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. Well, <laughs> it, well, if we go back a little further, so Draken ends up using the, using, Oh, are we still on episode one? Oh no, I'm going, I'm just going to the second episode. Okay. So basically Draken ends up using this, uh, this flower, flower device to, 
coat the giant alien machines that war manga and Warhawk used coating them in flowers and they just end up destroying everything mm-hmm. um and then uh what else happens i forget they destroy everything oh and then warhawk oh. and warmonga end up getting out of the flower hold yeah. and then that's when ron unleashes the monkey the, the monkey the sentient he monkey. The monkey master yeah which apparently is a thing that i don't remember but apparently it's a thing yeah, he channels his monkey powers and defeats warhawk and, and that's Warmonga. that's after he sees kim get hurt and she's unconscious and he's yeah. like oh i need to protect her i love her i can't live without her um yeah. and then they go they go to graduation they graduate <laughs> ron flies in on a jetpack gets his diploma and then they're all at the beach yep uh draken gets a award from the un for his service for like heroism yeah which is like why hasn't kim gotten one yeah like why? what the fuck draken got one before he did before she's been she doing did. this for she did this her entire high school career and yeah and you didn't give her anything you assholes and then draken and she go at the end uh, they get tangled up in a in a vine from one of the flowers and, and end up po- hugging. It, it poops out a flower, and they're like, "Ooh, yes!" I'm yeah. glad we both had that thought. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, Kim and Ron fly away in their car in the car. And that's what moon. I talk about. Greece is like it's very Greece moment. They yeah. fly away in a car and they kiss. Yeah. And the end. But again, they were flying towards the moon, and they weren't paying a damn bit of attention to where they were flying. That oh, car yeah. was flying very fast. Oh yeah. What did we say? We were like, "Keep your eyes on the Keep moon." Keep your eyes on the moon. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's what he said. Keep your eyes on the moon there, kids. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's it. I mean, there's like this short little scene. After they black out, they open up to like a cafe full of all of the villains. Uh-huh. And then it's just people talking to Draken. And then yeah. someone goes like, oh, but why the blue skin? Because that, that, I don't think that was ever ex- explained. And then yeah. he starts going into the story, but you don't hear the rest of it. And He's it cuts like, out. oh, it's a very funny story. Well, it's not so funny. It was on a Tuesday. And yeah. Then and then it, it stops. cuts to black. It's like... Um, which I thought that, that was like a cute way to end it. Yeah. Um, so, so my last thoughts yes, about ahead. this show is that I think that the last two episodes were very catered towards the fans. Yeah, longtime fans. And less so towards people like us who are just watching it to watch it. Mm-hmm. Um, and if we were to do this differently, I probably wouldn't have picked Graduation Part 1 and 2 mm-hmm. to watch. I probably would have tried to pick... Um, maybe we would have watched like the movie, like one of the movies. Yeah. Maybe the movies. Cause the movies were good. Mm-hmm. Um, fun fact, if you're not in the Disney news scene, they are making a live action, um, movie of this. Yes. I heard. Yeah. Um, which is actually really cool. I hope they do a good job casting everyone Coming out in 2019, I believe. Yes. I hope it's, I hope it's a good live action. I don't know if it's going to be like straight to theater or if it's like a, a I think, decom thing. I think it's going to be, um, I think it's going to be straight to Disney. I think Disney channel. Okay. I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Cause well, I was, I said decom, but it's decoms a, aren't a thing anymore. Yeah, I don't it's, think it's a, it's going to be a TV film. Okay. Um, but I hope they do well by it mm-hmm. personally. I, I think, I think a live action Kim possible would work well nowadays mm-hmm. personally so i hope it goes well yeah um but my final thoughts on this um i'm up in the air i i'm a little disappointed i thought we were gonna like a little bit more and i just kind of didn't care about it yeah i i'm kind of in the same boat i was kind of expecting it to be a little more i don't want to say mature but maybe a little more interesting and more gripping for somebody like our right. age because it was supposed to be a mixture of everything boys and girls old and young yeah. and it just wasn't. but to me it just felt like typical you know typical kids kind of um, like the way that like 
Dexter was. Yeah. A little bit better than Dexter, in my opinion. I, I think I f- it felt more akin to Totally Spies, in a sense. But Totally Spies did it better. Totally Spies did do it better. Totally Spies handled the high school aspect better and the spy stuff better because it, it was yeah. because they actually focused on the cool stuff like the gadgets and everything that they did yeah and like they um, always had a different set of gadgets and yeah and the villains were so much more interesting like yeah. i love draken and shigo but i love them more as like a banter situation mm-hmm. and less of like less villains. of like the foils to kim and Ron. right yeah i like them more for their banter yeah I um agree. but I don't know. I just, I'm like meh about this. I'm so disappointed because I thought we were going to like it so much more than we did and it just didn't work out. Yeah. So, okay. So for the rating scale, mm. on a scale from boop to boop, boop, beep, boop, what would you give it? Boop, boop, bit. Okay. Half. Five out of five. I For me, I would go boop, boop. I wouldn't go. You're two out of five. I'm two. I'm, I'm two, two, out out of four, two out of four. Yeah. Boop, boop, beep, boop. Oh. Yeah. Then I would be boop boop. So you're like boop. two and a half. No, I'm boop boop. You're boop boop? Okay. Yeah. I, I would give it just plain Jane score. Yeah. Don't really care for it. Um, Probably wouldn't watch more. I, because I feel like even because watching that last two-parter episode, it feels like you need to do a lot of work to understand you, everything. You got to watch everything. Yeah. That's what it feels like is you have to watch the entire series. And, yeah. And don't get me wrong. I have watched longer series than Kim Possible. I am the girl that has watched the entirety of Friends mm-hmm. episode one to the last episode. Fuck if I know what that is. Mm-hmm. All in, like not in one sitting, but consecutively. Yeah. Like I, I have finished the entirety of Friends twice in mm-hmm. my life. Yeah. So like, don't get me wrong. It's not that I can't do it. It's just I don't want to <laughs> it's, it's not one of those series that you know lends itself to wanting to be you know binge like that yeah it's just not I, in my opinion it's not worth it yeah like it's just not um but yeah like i just i don't know i'm, I'm meh yeah the I, theme song was awesome but yeah theme song's a bop the rest is a flop oh Ooh, dang put a little bow on that that's how we end it. <laughs> <laughs> um i don't know do you have any other final thoughts John DiMaggio, it's good that you were doing work back then and you were doing some characters. But You're awesome. You're but awesome. But the show's not. The show's not. Yeah. Um, Evan, you have one last thing to do. I do. Yes. Is to open up that uh, word page that I have that I need to start updating again. Okay. Um, and you need to delete Kim Possible mm-hmm. and then tell me the number scale. Mm-hmm. And then I guess I'm picking again. Yeah. You'll pick again. All right. So we got to start making this even again, but I will work on that. That is something we have a schedule now for our podcasts. Yes. So I'm working on all of that shit and I'm going to get back on track. Yes. So give me the numbers. All right. So I have the list open, Lynn. Mm -hmm. We have, we're actually going to pull from the entire list that we have here. Sounds good. We're going to go to, so I'm going to need a number between one and 126. Yeah, I named a lot of these. <laughs> you did name a lot. Um, I'm going to go high. Oh, you're going to go high. I'm going to go high. I'm going to go 75. 75. All right. Number 75. Ooh. Oh, God. What? We're sticking with animated. Uh-oh. But next month's... It's a Naruto. Ne- next month's show. What? Oh, uh-huh. uh-huh, yeah. <gasps> no way! 
Yay, Johnny are, Bravo. We are going to be doing Johnny Bravo, Mama. Oh, that's exciting. I love Johnny Bravo. I, I am excited to see this. Same. I hope this aged well. I hope I can find this. Um, Yeah, that's going to be interesting to see if we can find it anywhere. We'll find out because next episode I might be like, hey, guess what? I couldn't find Johnny Bravo. <laughs> so um, the idea between, behind the list is that I'm supposed to go through the list and like categorize everything by like mm. if i can find it and stuff yeah, where it's available like be- if it's on hulu if it's right. on netflix or something so this it might be available on boomerang yes like, i just realized yeah boomerang probably is gonna be the place where we'll be able to find that but i don't know if they have like free trials so i'm do. gonna have to figure that out that's that's one of the things too we will we will mention if you're looking into any of this stuff like hulu and stuff make sure you take advantage of the free trials make multiple gmail addresses so that way you can get multiple months of free yes. trials so kim possible was unfortunately i don't know if i said this Unfortunately, we were not able to find Kim Possible for for free. Yeah, we um, we had to we had to buy the episodes on Prime, yeah. Amazon Prime Video. Um, I think if you have cable and you have Disney Channel included in your cable package, mm-hmm. you can go to Disney.com and watch it if you put in your cable information. Okay, I could be wrong on that. So the thing about Disney.com is that some of the shows are available without cable, mm-hmm. and then the rest you need to get with cable, and even then not all of them are locked. Or yeah. Not all of them are unlocked, but they do have all of the episodes. Some of them mm-hmm. are just locked. Got it. Um, Kim Possible is just very hard to find. There's yes. there's a couple of shows that are like Wild Thornberries. You cannot find anywhere on the internet. Okay. As told by Ginger, you can't find anywhere on the internet. Okay. Just very, very hard to find. Yeah. Um, and I, I just, you had to pay for it. And it was like two bucks an episode online. So mm-hmm. it's, it's really up to you on whether or not you want to watch these episodes. I wouldn't really suggest it personally. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. wouldn't invest money into those. This, uh, this part of the list that you picked from is actually a really interesting part of the list. I, I probably got to like a weird state where I just named a bunch There's of There's some interesting shows in this part of the list. Like like name some. Uh, Samurai Jack, mm-hmm. Jackie Chan Adventures, BattleBots, The Oblongs, Animorphs, Hamtaro, Bleach, Static Shock, iCarly, My Life as a Teenage Robot, uh, Dragon Tales, Danny Phantom, Fairly Odd Parents, Chowder, Total Drama Island. There's a lot oh, of Total Drama Island. There's a good. lot of very interesting shows in this part of yeah, the list. So that yeah. was a cool that was a cool piece to pull from. Yeah. But um, uh but yeah, so next month is gonna be oh uh-huh, uh-huh, do the monkey Johnny Bravo. I'm excited. I'm excited too. I'm super excited. That's I love one, that's Bravo. one of the car- Cartoon Network classics from like the nineties. Oh yeah, that was like one of the first, yeah. I think. So I'm I'm very excited to jump into that. So that will be on next month's episode, which will be releasing in the beginning of November. If I can find my calendar, I can tell you folks when that will be. So that'll be the first Friday of November, which is Friday, November 2nd. That's crazy. Yes, Friday, November 2nd. We're getting to the end of the freaking year, Yeah, children. Yeah, we're getting to the end of the year. Uh, We're actually, we're approaching the one-year anniversary of our other podcast. Oh, and what's that podcast called, Evan? That, That podcast is called the Read Between Podcast. It is a weekly podcast where we tell improvised stories based on weird internet suggestions. Uh, You can find that every Monday morning at 9 a.m. Eastern on Spotify, on Stitcher, on iTunes, on Google Podcasts, and on YouTube. Just search Read Between Podcasts wherever you listen to podcasts, and you will find us there. Uh, This show can be found the first Friday of every month at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on Spotify, on Stitcher, on Google Podcasts, and on iTunes. Evan, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at E underscore Williamson 93. I'm always posting some weird stuff there, retweeting some funny stuff. Uh, I think this week's weird retweet was something relating to Gritty, uh, the, new, Probably. the new Flyers mascot. I, think I love I, Gritty. I think I mentioned this earlier this week on Rebetween, but this week's retweet was uh, a video of Gritty dancing to the song Pony by Genuine. Right, right, right. It was an overdub of him dancing 
behind the scenes to uh, Genuine or Ponies Pony by Genuine. There you go. Yeah, I, got I it. love Gritty. Gritty is a great mascot. There's people that have already gotten tattoos of Gritty on. Oh them. no! There was somebody who got a who got a tattoo of Gritty's face that just says Chaos Reigns, which I think is <laughs> which I think is just amazing. I think it's the perfect tattoo. Yeah, it's amazing. Oh, that's kind of makes me want to get one, but I will never get one. I don't think Evan will ever get a tattoo. I'll never get a tattoo. I, I'll get a third one before you get a first one. <laughs> Lynn, um, where can people find you? You can on the find internet? me on Twitter. Hey, um, whatever I do on the internet, that's where I post it. It is. Uh, what is my handle? Oh, um, Ann Lynn, A-Y-N-N-E-L-N-N. Why are you asking me what your handle is? <laughs> um, whatever I do on the internet, that's where I post it. I've been a little idle lately mm-hmm. um, because I started running our Instagram accounts for both Read Between and Nostalgia Cops. Yes. Um, so that's really kind of where I've been putting a lot of my social media focus on. Yeah. Um, and if you want to follow this show on social media, you can find us on Instagram, on Twitter, and on Facebook at Nostalgia Cops. So basically... Twitter at Nostalgia Cops, Instagram at Nostalgia Cops, and Facebook at Facebook.com slash Nostalgia Cops. That handle was easy to get. (laughs) I was surprised at how easy it was to get. I was less surprised with... Well, actually, no. I I wasn't so concerned with Nostalgia Cops as I was with Read Between. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of podcasts with the words Read Between in there. There are, yes. Um, But... With Read Between, let's just lead back into this. Yeah. Um, you can find Read Between. That's at Twitter. Um, slash, uh, Twitter is um, Read Between Cast. So is Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to email us for Read Between, if you want to email us suggestions, uh, criticism, your fan fav- mail, fanfic, your favorite recipe. Yes. You send me your favorite recipe. Cast at gmail.com. And if you want to send us more shows or feedback on the shows that we watched here on Nostalgia Cops um, or some thoughts you have on Kim Possible, feel free to send yeah. them to us at our Gmail, which is nostalgiacops at gmail.com. We'd love to hear feedback from you. Let us know what you think of Kim Possible. Let us know if we're completely off base with what we think about the show and if, you know, if your thoughts can maybe sway us a little bit into yeah. thinking it's actually good. And so. if you have any shows, um, because apparently we're going to be doing this uh, – podcast for the next 120 months oh, we'll be doing this for a while. um if you have any shows that you think we don't have please feel free to email them us yeah email them to us yes um i would love to add it to the list i've been begging evan to give me his list of shows that he watched as a child and guess what it never happened Lynn, this is a, this is 10 years worth of podcasts i know this is, <laughs> this is 10 years worth of podcasts. we better get rich off of this i don't think so <laughs> be 35 <laughs> and be like we're halfway through the list baby our, our cats will be old and we'll just be still <laughs> our cats are gonna be like 18 yeah and we'll still just be doing podcasts about old tv shows well if if we're being honest read between it's infinite because it's always made up oh no i'm gonna be doing that podcast from beyond the grave we gotta we gotta get some sponsorships oh man well, I think I think it's about time we sign off for this month. I think I felt filled Evan with enough existential dread for the night. Oh no! So I'm gonna go work out, oh, and he no. can go sit here and just shake his head all night. Oh no! Help me. Anyway, um, this has been Nostalgia Cops. I hope you enjoyed help um this month's episode. Help me. Um, and keep uh keep uh an eye out for next month's episode. Help us. All about uh Johnny Bravo. Goodbye. See you next month. Bye.